and uh, Watford came out two one winners. Um, but it's a good crowd. Yeah, you know, and the crowds are coming back a little bit, and I'm sure percentage wise, they're decent increases and a bit more help, and they could maybe go up to another level. Because I was I was out on Friday, and my mate said it to me like, "What's going on? Or where do you think it's will will this be as good as it's gonna get?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. There's no reason why it can't go up another level." And I probably it would be down to the likes of Dundalk and these new owners. What are they going to do? Um, preferably, I'd like to see baby steps. I think the, their their first injection of the money should be the facilities up there because they do get people. They yeah. get bums and seats. So give them a good ground. Dundalk. Yeah. They've started that work. Though, exactly. And I think the next thing they should do, instead of going crazy, they should buy the best of Ireland. Who are the best players? Who are we missing? We're missing a left back, right? Go and get the best left back in the rest of the league. Because they can offer probably an extra 100, 200 pound, a euro a week, which is going to blitz people. Maybe do that baby steps and then others have to be dragged along with it. Because there's other nations out there that can be competitive in Europe and can kind of yeah. knock on the door. We're never going to win anything. But there's no reason why we can't go up another level or two because I think people do have a want to go out and watch local football I genuinely do think there is a bit more of an interest now and people seem to know a bit more about it than they used to Yeah, yeah. and obviously RT are doing a decent job of it Kevin Doyle was on the panel with them uh, on, on uh, Friday night Jesus I'd say the two, they were all thinking Jesus it's a far cry from Colorado and the, it was lashing, lashing rain. rain Yeah, but you know it was a decent game of all considering and it was a bit of drama as well, sending off. I thought it was a bit unlucky, unfortunately, for the guy. Because he got booked, fair enough. But the second one, he genuinely turned and he, he lost his foot. Yeah. But as he came down, he took him with him. Yeah. So, look, letter to law and all that, maybe. But it'd be, in my opinion, it'd be one of them going. Yeah, the referee calls what he says, though. Yeah. He just says that. Yeah, know. if he follows the rule book, he's done his job. I think, though, I, I don't think anyone's given out about how the standard has risen on the pitch. Mm. But I think, again, what the column is saying... I think clubs oh, that like was complete Drogheda clubs like Athlone apart from the FAI kind of ruling there they need to have a little bit more respect for themselves oh, by, they, get, they get these licenses and we go back to the FAI about the licensing mm. but they get these licenses maybe they need to be harder. and then the floodlights fail you know and as I said this is the third time that Athlone so if you like, are steep in history you need to make sure that all your facilities are huh? up to standard and like maybe they need to be a bit tougher and say listen you're out of the league for a year tough well, that's, see, they can't. I don't think they can. Probably uh, not. That's why a lot of these clubs get. <laughs> do we have to say? I don't know if we have to say allegedly about yeah. everything that uh, there's a debate about. But they get these so the league can confirm. Basically, so the league is there. Yeah. Because you look at stuff like Bray and stuff, and you're mm. wondering they got their license in last year under uh, financial promise. Yeah. Yeah. And then it fell apart halfway happened, through yeah. the season. So it looks like it's just, yeah, 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 go on, go on, yeah, go on, you're grand, right. you're grand. And, and that's, goes, and it, up. It, it just shows you, like, the FAI are a professional outfit, but they're very unprofessional in many, very, many ways. Million percent. That's that now. Dum, dum, dum. No, sorry, I'm just getting sidetracked here. Uh, yeah. uh, the weather's nice outside, another sunny day. <laughs> it feels weird that's not snowing outside today. But uh, no, it, it, genuinely, it's, as just to finish on that, yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear all the time, what are the FEI doing? Because it, it is a serious, clubs are lazy. That's the only bit of balance I want to bring to this day. I think day. it's a bit of both though, isn't clubs it? Clubs are incredibly, la- some clubs are incredibly lazy. Let's put it this way. I'm very much going, I need money. Well, go and get it. Let's put it in football. If you know what I mean. Football management terms again. Mm. If you have a player 
who was yeah. the, who is the club in this situation, and you're the manager who is the FAI in this situation. Yeah. If you're the manager and you let a player be lazy, the player will be lazy. And so I think oh, that yeah, the, the FAI need to be stricter and harder and, and make the league the best league it can possibly be. Because Galway would also dead. give teams an incentive and Come help. Back. They don't help clubs mm. either. So mm. there is a lot of, like, let's put it this way. He has said, Delaney has said that with what your man Dennis O'Brien is gone mm. and is not given his money, 10 million he gave into the Yeah, over the many years. Call it sponsorship or whatever yeah. you want to call it to fund the manager. Yeah. Now, the FAI say that they can do that on their own back. Yeah. They're financially stable and all that. And so they're nearly there with the ground and all that crap. There's millions going into the wages of all the backroom staff for the FAI thing. If they're financially stable, to be able to pay those wages means they're financially uh, stable enough to be able to help these clubs promote themselves, get the facilities better, like the guy do. They pump loads of money yeah. into facilities and then that brings the crowds in. I would 100% agree with you. But if I was the FEI, I'd be like, here's how it's structured. Here's the first amount. If oh, you do yeah, this, no, I'm agreeing with that. Here's the second one. Oh, like, yeah, no, and I'm not saying that's not what you're thinking, but I wouldn't just go, there you go, there's a couple of hundred grand and then it's, dis- it's disappeared and it's gone. They're still the same shitty club. I think that there's, a, uh, there's responsibility on both. Somebody needs to come up with a, a framework and say, right, here's money in the pot. But here's what you need to do. If you don't get it, do it first and we'll give you the money. Oh, no, I give them Otherwise, money. Otherwise, you're not getting I, it. I give them money. But I would, I'd never give them the I money wouldn't let, I wouldn't let them do what they want with it. I'd 100%. say, listen, this money is for for building your floodlights yeah. to grade A or give whatever Give me the tender. That's it. Give me the bill you're and I'll pay it. Yeah, I'll it. pay it. You're not getting... Yeah. It's not going into your club in any way, shape or form. Because yeah, yeah. unfortunately, some of them will rub their hands in happy days. You know, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what will happen over the next... Did for the rest of this season even said because there is some clubs that are genuinely and blatantly struggling and I think what, we're down to 20 now two two divisions of 10 yeah. it's going to get to the point are they going to say right will we go to 16 and have just one division yeah and you because, don't want that because no, there's no entertainment in, in not so that's where it's potentially going and more clubs are disappearing to to one side so it's it's going to be interesting to see but it's something that obviously the FEI have to be involved in and I've no no uh, dispute with that but it is very much something that I think they all have to sit down and they all have to work harder together yeah I think they have it's, to demand, depressing. demand more from each other yeah. I think. oh 100% I think they need to apply some pressure Dave oh see what you did there Not everybody. Welcome to the big kickoff. Take two. Lippy Sounds ninety six point four. Our PC obviously is still an arrow behind, so he thinks it's eight o'clock, but it's actually nine o'clock just in case. So wakey wakey. You've only got us for an hour because we've just found out. I don't think we've been on air. For we haven't been on the radio for an hour, but so we've had a nice conversation. Hopefully the podcast is doing all right. Maybe. Hopefully it's recording. So uh, yeah, you've missed the greatest hour of radio of all time. Of the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you said that, that was just cla- that was radio gold. Oh, your man came into the anyway, <laughs> right, Ireland. Let's shut ourselves up. There won't be much laughing now. Let's, br- let's bring everyone down. Ir- yeah, Ireland's one 0 defeat to Turkey on uh, Friday evening. Um, 
before the game I'll start before the game I was quite happy with the team quite happy with the formation just for something completely new so it got me interested and I was hoping then that the lads would do enough to slowly start now it's only one game so we three or four games before September so hopefully the lads will do enough to change O'Neill's attitude and style with a bit of luck Um, not sure if they did it on I think there was enough on Friday to show that we can play a little different in my opinion but that's more is it more of hope or was it genuine discuss it's uh, hope because yeah. nothing's going to change Martin O'Neill's attitude you think come September focus. it'll be 4-5-1 and dog it dog it dog it dog it even if it's 3-5-2 I don't think a system matters a damn yeah. the way he plays is he wants that ball to go a little bit longer uh, to the forwards a little bit quicker there is no confidence in passing the ball around mm. he played 3-5-2 I was looking forward to seeing 3-5-2 because I was looking forward to see two strikers playing together yeah said, if you can handle the three at the back then five is great for linking up yeah. a little intricate pass and you know it gives you more options to pass yeah. the ball where when you're playing our 4-5-1 normally you don't have that you yeah. know because we're always sitting back and what have you but he just did the same thing except we had two strikers up front which yeah. gives us more of a chance in, on a counter-attack sort of situation but if you're knocking long balls up to, I think Eamon Dunphy even said it, and I don't agree with Eamon Dunphy all the time, but he's spot on. If you're knocking a long ball up to small little Shane McGuire and, and, and Hogan, Scott Hogan, it's not playing to their attributes. So no. why would you do it? So, And then the one time it was on the floor, we nearly scored with Hendricks' true ball because Hogan brilliant. made a great run, brilliant but he fed him. And it was so funny. Uh, I was watching the first half with my dad and I had no issue. Hogan went around, missed it, unfortunately. I kind of said it to him afterwards, like when you see the height, when you see the replay, you see the two centre halves kind of slide, and you're going, "Yeah, tight angle." If you only had to stop the ball, and then I kind of went, "You know what, Dad? I'm being hypercritical here. That's Messi Ronaldo stuff. Mm. They're so cool. They'll stop the ball and let them slide past and then slot it yeah, in. Yeah. So it's being hundred percent hypercritical, but they did everything right for that split second. He made this perfect run, and Hendrik seen it. Yeah. You know, um, and the thing is that Turkey haven't qualified for the World Cup. Mm. They look like a team who haven't qualified for the World Cup. There's not a lot to them, yeah. And they didn't really get any opportunities, barred like the the couple of yeah. set pieces which can go either way anyhow, and like, they scored from it. They, there wasn't much to them, and that's why it's disappointing because there wasn't much to us. Either. Yeah, like the only thing about Turkey, they were able to get through the midfield a bit easy because I think the midfield three should have stayed a bit more centre and leave the white stuff to what they're supposed to do as in the left yeah. wing back and the right wing back and there was a bit too much of a gap in the middle and the lads looked like they were just running around a bit headless mm. so I wouldn't be overcritical of the lads in the middle unfortunately but uh, that's I, the only thing about it's a new system because yeah because it was very Liverpool like that's the problem with Liverpool I think sometimes that midfield three try and go all over the pitch instead of being a bit more narrow and stop the gaps going through the danger area. It's, it's it was a bit like that with Ireland. It's different when you have three at the back because what happens then effectively what happens and you've seen it with Wales mm. even though they do it very effectively is it goes to five at the back when they're defending oh, yeah. oh, and it's three in the midfield where you have four at the back and three in the midfield you still have those two wide players or yeah. uh, wingers or whatever you call them yeah. who can come into areas and, and dictate yeah. those spaces. So it, 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 does, it does take a lot of work it's yeah. like you can go from four four two to four three three. It's still a back four, and, st- and stability wise, uh, you can work that quickly. Yeah. But with a three at the back, there's a lot of work that has to go into, you know, working on it and closing off gaps yeah. and you know because just learning. I've said this a few times, and I'll say it more than one occasion today. Watch the space, <laughs> but the way we can play that we don't like 
we don't need to do that in, mm. on the training ground anymore because we've been doing it for the last 10 years. Mm. We were doing a trap and then we were doing it on the hill. This is what he needs to be doing regardless. Yeah. I'm sick of saying it. I'm bored of saying it. Most of the teams we play are on our level unless like there's only about seven or eight elite lads in Europe and that's who we're really playing because I couldn't care less about how we do against Brazil and Argentina in the rare games because more than likely it's at a major championship. So once we're there, I couldn't give a crap because we're not really going to win it but as long as we're there, it's the big thing. So we need to come up with a style of play that makes us competitive because that's really is what stopped us from topping that group was the Georgia game. Was Austria home? Yeah. Was all these games at home or all these games on paper where we should be the imposing team? Yeah. And we're not. And we're not. So that's what he needs to do and that's what he needs to work on from now till, till September and, and, and beyond because that other style, we have it nailed. Nailed. But do you have that feeling, this is the feeling I have, yeah. that the next two years are just going to be a waste? Potentially, yeah. That, Unfortunately, like, yeah. I think so. Um, uh, you know, you just hope upon hope but here's the ironic thing I'm, no I'm not going to well, I'm going to finish the debate with him but you could still see the hangover in some players now I don't want to completely say it's all down to the instruction of the manager mm. but there is guys who just play like that end of story and you know I'm not his biggest fan but McLean's one of them you know there was one moment no one around him chest didn't even look bang straight into the corner as hard as he could he, he just hit it yeah. and you're like Listen, mate, this is why you're only in and out of the Premier League. This is why you'll only go so far because that's all you have. You have 100% effort and managers kill for it. But personally, it's all he has. Yeah, see, I won't be, I won't be as harsh on him. I know. Because there's actually, if, you, if you're going to pick out moments, mm. there's a moment where he went by two players near the end line and got a good cross in. There, there is, but that's why he's, he's a midfielder. That. He's not a left wing, but he's a liability there, in what my the, opinion. What does Seamus Coleman do in the game? He did nothing. Oh, yeah. I've no idea. But, so, but Coleman's probably remembered for his two stupid tackles. The one where he done as usual. Thankfully, your man wasn't close. And then the other one where he just went straight through the middle of him. And you're like, oh, everyone loves that. And I'm like, I don't. I think it's ridiculous. If you play left wing back in a proper competitive game, we might end up with 10 more often than that. Maybe. Because he'd be more hyped. But listen, that's, I'll never change him. I'll never change him. I love him in the sense that I know I'll, what I'll get out of him. But if I was a manager of the other team, I, I, first half of the week, I'd be like, he's going to work harder than you. He's going to work every day. And then the second half of the week, but can I tell you something? That's all he has. You work just as hard as you'll beat him. Yeah. And personally, I, that's the only way to, to beat him. But and yeah, you don't have to do anything. Just reason, work hard. The reason why you had him playing, though, he's a wing back. He has the energy to get up and down that pitch. He's his lieutenant, so to speak. It's everything that O'Neill loves. Mm. The Derry connection happens to be a coincidence, but it's typical winger. That's McLean is winger. everything he loves, mm. so he'll always be there, and I have to just put up with it. Mm. But we have plenty of them players. It's other players that we need to start pushing into the team. I have no problem him staying, but, but as long as we have more players who are more comfortable in the ball and do the right things. Who's the alternative for there? Mm. Well, Cunningham deserves a show. He's actually playing consistently every week at Preston, and I'm living. I'm living in the past. He was outstanding before he got injured outstanding and he was coming into the Earl of Four and of course he got injured but now he's back playing again there isn't a lot and that's the thing so I have no problem with playing if there's more players of the ilk of we might as well finish with him Declan Rice cannot play in that back line he has yeah, to with well the midfield, midfield didn't he? he has to yeah. we haven't got that player mm. and I'm not going to wax lyrical and say he's the answer but he has to play midfield it's the best thing that we've ever seen in the second half that no player's done that for us for a long time yeah. he has to play that yeah. end he, of story he enforced himself on the game didn't Duffy he? and Clark and all will do what they do all the time and we know that and let them at it get another centre half in there long make long it long did Clark all right as well. Like, I mean, the, the yeah. defence were 
there was no problems with the well, defense, Rice has to go into midfield he was the only one that was cool and calm and collected yeah. and this that and the other and just a tiny tiny nod I don't think he'll unfortunately play consistent because he's not doing it in his own team but the attitude of Horgan when he has the ball he's just so much cooler and calmer and he was always he always takes that second he did nothing different than what I've seen with Dundalk and it's just like if McLean had a shred of that slight calmness on the ball yeah. he's, he's the first man in the sheet that's just me because I just find he, he can easily be sniffed out when it comes to the elite games I know everyone's going to throw it down my face the big goals he scored and I get that but it's just deep down he will let us down I couldn't see Horgan playing no he won't as a wing- no I said I it he won't I couldn't see him playing as a wing back you can no. see him playing in a, as a winger position mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. as a wing back because I don't know if he's defensively oh no he us. hasn't but I just I, that's, I could see that in the second half you could just see that he has no problem having his head up looking around waiting and waiting and there's people around while McLean has the tunnel I'm not giving out here but that's what that's the type Blair, he's a tunnel don't ask him to come out of that tunnel because he just knows what he's doing whether it's right or wrong mm. that's all he has that's why I'm like that's what bothers me about him sometimes it's like you could somebody should be working on you mate because what you do you have it nailed let's try and add something else to your game Yeah. because if that's all he has unfortunately he'll get found out I always look at it and I say well Again, I look at the manager situation. Mm-hmm. Where's the guidance? Oh, no, 100%. And it's the same in the Premier League. What are the West Brom and Sunderland? What were they doing with him? He's an unbelievable crosser. Let's look at his ability. Mm-hmm. He's an unbelievable crosser of a ball. So when he gets to a certain area, should we be crossing the ball? How many crosses did McLean get in the game? I don't remember a whole lot. No. You know, as in quality crossing from dangerous areas. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I think, again, I just think our structure lets down a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think I think it's like Arsenal I think until the manager is stepped aside I don't think you're going to see the best of the players yeah. so we can wax lyrical about what we'd like to see more than likely we think this is just fluffing for us keeping us happy oh maybe he might be changing we'll, new formation one or two new players it kept us happy on, yeah. on Friday but really deep down come September we could probably name the 4 5 one and how we're going to play pretty much even though the Nations League is perfect again, though, to keep messing, to play- keep trying. We're playing Wales and we're playing Denmark and we're going to be up against but it. Can I be honest? In, I'll go in back way to my point. Mentally for, yeah. for O'Neill, he's going to look at us as the underdogs and so that's going to sit back. O'Neill, unfortunately, is the epitome of a lot of managers nowadays. The fear of losing is weighs more on his mind than they want to win anymore. Yeah. Especially that second half of that qualifying. All of a sudden, we topped the group and everything just changed. Mm. We had a fairly positive attitude, I thought, in the yeah. first. And the way we played, we were forcing ourselves in Serbia and forcing ourselves in Austria away. And then all of a sudden, we, to- we were top of the group, tr- tr- turn of the year, bang. Mm. What we have, we hold. And it blew up in our face. And then, of course, we so, yeah, unfortunately, we've wasted 10 minutes because we'll let and change. Probably not. That's yeah. the, I think that's the conclusion, isn't it? So- and people can see, see, this is why it's such a great debate because people can defend him quite comfortably. But people can also criticise him quite comfortably because a lot of people can sit there and go, but we haven't got the players, we haven't got the players. And you're kind of going, you're kind of right. But at the same time, we can still try. We can still play different ways. It's We're fans. We want to see people going for it. And we haven't been going for it for a year, year and a half. Yeah. Well, let's hope in the, in the autumn that we push on for qualification, push on for results and not fade away. Do you like it? Enough. Okay, Rolling go. Stones.
There you go. Nice quick interlude with the old stones. And a bit uh, current as well, seeing as they got the go-ahead for the for the fourth gig. It's taught about. It's all well taught about, David Bugger. You swear we knew what we were doing. <laughs> cricket. I don't like cricket. Now, this is, this is an interesting one, because it feels like we're getting some sort of redemption or... With Eddie Jones and his scammy Irish. Scammy Irish, yeah. The Aussies were a bit scammy this week. Yeah. In cricket. Look, caught red-handed, or should I say... Brown-handed with the dirt, or yellow-handed with the tape, or whatever the bloody is. But yeah, the Aussies were caught um, ball tampering against uh, South Africa this week. Um, but it's the way they've handled it since. It's really annoyed me, and it's typical Australian. But in fairness, the penalties aren't that strict um, usually when this happens. But uh, in my opinion, it's very flippant the way they go on about it, and it's really bugging me. But uh, yeah, um, so explain. Just explain. Cameron Bancroft wow. was caught on TV. Tampering with the ball, he had a bit of tape, and his he pocket, was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in his pocket, and he was kind of gathering up bits of the the, the field. So, what, so what, what does that do? It, from what I gather, is it's to give it more swing and more, just to be able to move the ball that bit different than way it, it can. Okay, and, this, and that, obviously this is legal. It's yeah, exactly. But the captain knew about it, mm. and had no problem with it. And yeah. everyone knew the leadership group, as he calls it, knew it was going to happen. Let it happen. It, it, they actually, it, it wasn't that they knew it was going to happen. They discussed it. Oh yeah, and they they, they had an issue with it. Give it the thumbs up. Exactly. And now, he did say that there it is on TV. There he is with a hand in the pocket, and you could see the bit of yellow on the tape. And it was quite obvious he was doing it. Ward got down. Went. I think that he got there's caught. someone in the in the stands seeing it. But it's, apparently, it was spreading like wildfire on social media, and everyone's asking. So, Ward got down, and all of a sudden, he's got caught in camera on. shoving the tape down his the front of yeah. his shorts again, trying to do it slowly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how can you do it slowly in the middle of a pitch with all the cameras pointing at you? But anyhow, so they went on Sky Sports immediately after the yeah. game. Uh, they didn't think they'd hear that from him, and in fairness, they came out straight away. Now I don't know what their thought process behind this was. Uh, just own up, and maybe it's a leaner. But yeah, have a listen. Okay, here we go. Um, yep, so uh, I've been, just had discussions with the um, match officials and um, you know, I've been charged with attempting to uh, um, uh, to change the, the condition of the ball. Um, yeah, look, we, we had a, um, a, yeah, a discussion during the break to, and um, yeah, I, on, my, on myself, uh, I saw an opportunity to potentially use some use some tape, get some um, you know granules from the you know from the rough patches on the wicket, and and try to um, I guess change the yeah, change the ball condition. Um, it didn't work. The umpires didn't obviously change the ball, but uh, I guess once I was you know sighted on the on the screens and, and having done that, I, I you know painted quite a lot, and uh, yeah, that that obviously resulted in in me. Shoving it down my um, my trousers. So. It was tight, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have this um, yeah yellow tape in our in our kit, and um, it's, you know, it's connected to actually some some padding, but the actual sticky stuff itself is um, yeah it's very sticky, and and I I felt like it could be used to um, yeah to collect some stuff from the side of the pitch. So you've been touching the ball tapping. I suppose the talk around this, Stephen, is that he wouldn't do that of his own volition. That's the team might be aware of what he's doing. Yeah, the the leadership group knew about it. Um, we spoke about it at lunch, and uh, I'm not proud of of what's happened. Um, you know, it's not within the spirit of the game. Um, my integrity, the team's integrity leadership group's integrity has come into to question and, and rightfully so um, 
it's not on. Um, it's, it's certainly not on, and it's, it, it won't happen again. I can promise you that under my leadership. You got caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up. You re- got. He is. We th- regret it. We regret getting caught. Basically, we're it, disgusted. We got caught. You know, it actually, it's actually put them in. It. They should. They should have. They should have lied their way out because it makes it worse. <laughs> they sound. It just sounds so bad that yeah. like. The t- it's not just him, but the team knew about it. They all conspired to cheat in a game. That re- <laughs> does it mean that much? You know, are you good enough or are you not? It's not because it's been a bit of a spiky uh, test series because there was cameras in the kind of in the hallways where they go into their dress rooms, and there was a bit of energy barging, a bit of shoving and pushing after because. The Aussies are well known for, and South Africa are just as well known as sledging as they call it. But basically, it's giving each other stick, trying yeah, to get into yeah, their mind, yeah. and well, be careful now the high ball. You know, you might break your hand, all that kind of thing, all that kind of crack. And obviously, it can spill over because it doesn't take much for the Aussies to get annoyed. And David Warner is the king of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got caught. They need to be hammered. They're good because they got caught. Yeah, that's really it. They don't really. That's what it was. Yeah. It was because deep down, as I said, a game's ban. That's all it is. I was looking back on a few of them because I remember Michael Atherton had a bit of dirt in his pocket and he says it was allegedly to dry his hands, not to kind of tamper, but yeah, whatever. But, but and India was the same and a few others. So it, they kind of get a game. It's not much. So that's probably why they're kind of going, listen, let's just get out there, face the music. And, Take uh, it on the chin. Who cares? You mightn't play the next game, but get yeah, over it. Yeah. But it's Steve Smith that's done himself in, yeah. in the sense that we discussed it because he's going on about I'm not proud and integrity. Well, you're the skipper. You basically agreed to let it happen. So, in fairness, I think he should be made accountable. I'm not saying I've, I've no interest, really, so, but it, it wouldn't be, in so, my so opinion. What do you think the England rugby manager would think of this? <laughs> fair play, fair play. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> Flaming Aussies. Yeah, Aussies, please complain to uh, www.idontcare.com. <laughs> Eddie Jones has pissed me off, so it's great to rub it in your face. Michael uh, Vaughan on Twitter. Steve Smith, his team and all the management will have to accept that whatever happens in their careers, they will all be known for trying to cheat the game yeah Phil Tufnell sandpaper in the old jockstrap tricky place to put it Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BBC cricket correspondent laws of cricket the major responsibility for fair play rests with the captains Smith has admitted not merely cheating but planning to cheat everything else in that ill-tempered series is irrelevant to this by his own actions Smith's position as captain is untenable. Uh, uh, Ooh, I say, young man, how the, this is not cricket. <laughs> how the tables turned. Now, Fox Sports Aussies. in Australia, I'm not sure Australia can have a national captain that is aptly admitted to cheating. Cricket Australia must be strong, even though it will hurt Bonza. <laughs> Fair dinkum. India next, but I'm not going there. No, don't go to India. You might uh, not get that one. <laughs> but Ra- uh, Rajdeep uh, Sardisay has said, time to have a red card in cricket. Sorry, but Bancroft and Smith should be sent off the field. Australian play, rest of the game at nine players. Layman sacked, no option left now. Now, this is worse than underarm bowling all those years ago and surely worse than banter. 100% and we'll leave it at that, will we? Boom. Here, I think it's uh, peanut butter jelly time. Yeah, it's 
96.4. Do you enjoy that, did you? A bit of peanut butter jelly. Oh, brilliant. You know that one in the family guy? Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly in a baseball bat. <laughs> peanut butter jelly. Peanut. We could do that for 10 minutes. <laughs> anyway, big kickoff. Flippy Sound 96.4. Hello. Anyway. <laughs> the great debate. Well, this is potentially a great debate for another day. But we're going to do a little mini one on it. Uh, Gabrielle Battistuta has been on... Uh, well-known Italian newspaper, Corriere, Corriere della Sport. Yeah. And obviously with the, I think they were playing, it was Argentina and Italy, wasn't it, in the Yeti Yeti? Yeah. So obviously there was a bit of a, a bit of a thing about it, but it was coming up about, the headline basically is, Maradona is poetry, Messi is prose. Okay. In other words, like, yeah, he's kind of similar, but no, he's not. Uh, but here is the biggest quote. Anyway, Diego was the best ever. He represented Argentinians in many things, not just football. He has charisma, talent, and rare invention. Messi, even if he's technically as good, or maybe even better, can't surpass him. Lionel doesn't have Maradona's charisma. Diego could command a stadium. Everyone watched him. I played with him, and I can tell you how technically decisive he was for the team. Maradona is poetry. Messi is prose. What Messi lacks compared to Maradona is this fantastic, almost dreamlike dimension. Even if he trains every hour of the day, he can't reach that state because it's not something that is only down to him. There are doubts about Messi in the past in one way or another, but now there's no longer a debate. Technically, he's perfect. He's scored more goals than anyone. But for me, he's not Diego and he never will be. Well, no one is Diego and no one ever will be Diego. But <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't know how you sit with it. But Messi is definitely... Everyone knows he's one of the best. And when you compare him to Maradona, do they have influence? Yes. Okay, I think Maradona was probably lucky enough that he was in a World Cup winning team. And in fairness, he scored the goals that helped them get there yeah. and put on a display that got them there to win a World Cup. But then again, Maradona, again, he did, and his club football was, yeah. he was excellent. Well, but yeah. Diego Maradona, I'm getting cheeky here. Messi didn't ever have to take drugs to perform. Uh, no, see... So, I, I, I mean... It, it's more romance, I think, this. Yeah. Like, he's a bigger fan of Maradona, I think. That's what I could get from it. Because you could poke holes going, does it really matter if he's a bit more of a better personality? Does it really... It's what he did on the pitch. Yeah. So, is it a bit more, I love everything about Maradona? Messi, I love him as a player, but he's a bit boring. So, it's therefore, an, I prefer Maradona. Is it a bit of a romance thing? It's an area. Or is it an area thing, which is what we want to yeah. talk about? It's like us. He, Batty was our generation, age-wise and whatever. So a lot of people around our generation will say Maradona was the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Our dads would say Pele because yeah. obviously it's what they grew up. Because yeah. we're still captured by footballers now, but we don't have that same boyhood reverence towards a player now. Jesus, you like that word? It's the boyhood awe. Yes. You, you, you look and Batty Steele would oh have had God. that about Maradona and then he would have had the pleasure of to play with him. Of course, yeah. Now, he played with him in 1994. I'd be pissed off with Diego Maradona. Yeah, so would I. Because Huge last piss. time I checked, he disappeared out of that World Cup for obvious reasons. Yeah. After scoring a goal and his eyes nearly came out of his head when he was charging towards <laughs> that camera. Because we all remember it. But we were all delighted because Maradona's back. Well, see, he, Here we go. And then he was gone. He didn't just let down Argentina. He let down yeah. the world of football. 100%. Because I remember being so good that mm-hmm. he was gone from the World Cup. Because when he scored that goal, it was like, Maradona's back. Maradona's exactly. back. It's brilliant. And then he let us all down. So, like, obviously, he's, he doesn't have to let us down. But, I mean, yeah, he did no. let the world of football down because no. you have that ability. You're, you're, you're out there giving your... If Messi got done for drugs, you'd be so disappointed. But no, oh, so like, is that where it's coming from, from him, is that they're too watered down now. They're not allowed to be personalities now. It's just stay out of the headlines. 
player football hence why they're not maybe looked at in the same light while they were allowed to be a bit more maverick a bit more I think if you look at football in general they have to be more professional now mm. but there is char- characters out there mm. still is characters. there's still room for it, I think but you. probably now when we talk about snooker and Formula <laughs> 1 and all maybe football's going down that oh, football, too. there's more boring footballers than funny footballers that's yeah, for sure like but yeah, if you're, you're when you go into a football club you're tying or you're, they're putting you in a position where you have to do media training you have to do mm. all these different things so they don't make say sh- this don't say yeah, that they make sure they're well drilled yeah they are how well to drilled. stay under the radar and if you go outside of that unless you're an unbelievable talent you're gone like yeah. Zlatan is able, is able to be a bit arrogant now it's more fun tongue in cheek and yeah. people get it they know what that's his mentality he believes it but he also has a smile on his face because yeah, he knows, he knows what people are going to think yeah, that's fine it's just cheekiness really and he's probably allowed to do it like, and, but he's of that level mm. while few I of used mi- to think that was an arrogance but I never got the, the fact because probably when he was saying it in Paris Saint-Germain and other places I never really got to see the, the so you got to see a hell of a lot more interviews at United so you got to know a bit more about that more that it was it's tongue a in bit, cheek yeah but still he high, probably still believes it as well. belief in himself oh yeah <laughs> but it, yeah it's it, it, Batty still is, is very much in my opinion and I think we're both in agreement it's, it's, it's a bit romantic but I couldn't care less I, we, we can't say who's better it's, 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 a, it's a matter of opinion it's a matter of choice but Here's, a, here's the other reason why I want to bring it up. Messi and Ronaldo, I presume, are going to be in that bracket of world's greatest when we're all sitting around talking about the best. They have to yeah, be, yeah, wouldn't they? Be. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and Messi, whether he's less charismatic, I couldn't give a crap. On the pitch, he's done just as much. Now, obviously, the stereotypes might go, oh, he needs to do it for the international team as well, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is one of them measures, and I do get it, and it's one that I kind of do as well, because obviously Ronaldo has gone up a level for me because obviously he's got the European trophy with Portugal and that's a big trophy for them because yeah. Portugal aren't a world leader while Argentina are. So it is one of them little nitpicky that you hear in the pub. Oh, yeah, we won a trophy. So. Oh, yeah, well, you, could, you could look at the, the European Championships and yeah. say uh, Portugal won it probably at the right time because mm. Europe isn't actually, yeah. uh, actually a, a, a strong continent anymore, I would say, because Wales were in the semi-final. <laughs> So you look at it and go, okay, well, maybe Portugal, we beat Wales, so we're Portugal, as good as Wales. Yeah, so maybe that, maybe that's it. <laughs> you just don't get. Um, I suppose you, Portugal got it at the right time. Ronaldo was with that team at the right time. Mm. Maybe it all just fell into into place then. So I don't get the international thing of he has to win a World Cup to be the greatest player. Not necessarily have to win a World Cup, but or a Cup Argentina have or whatever. kind of distinctly underperformed. I think. Now, in fairness, I think in the last World Cup he was decent. Yeah, but maybe the rest of the team kind of let him down in it because you can because. Argentina were a decent side in 86. Yeah. It wasn't just Maradona. Now, Maradona did stuff that no one else has done since, and there's no denying that. Um, but they were a decent side, so you can't just say it was a one-man show. But he was the magic dust that made the difference, whatever mm. shadow of a doubt. But um, it's just interesting that that's the way it's going to be over the years. Like The next generation below us are going to be referring to Messi and Ronaldo as the greatest players of all time. Mm. And allegedly, Maradona and Pele were, were, were good, if you know what I mean. If you look at the Argentina team of 86, bar Maradona... Rest of them were just bog standard. Is that the word? But bog standard Argentinian players who gelled as a, a team, and Maradona yeah. stood out for them. Yeah. I think Argentina's problem at the moment is there's too many good individuals, and they who are all trying to grab the limelight, and they don't gel as a team. Hundred percent, and that's the way it is. There is too many players, not necessarily on Messi's level, but they all want their little share of the limelight. They all want to yeah. share the headlines instead of kind of going deep down. He's our leader. Let's feed him as much as possible. And we'll all piggyback around it because deep down, if you sat 
beside them before do you want to win a World Cup right well yeah. follow me as in the manager follow we, me we work hard here yeah. do the magic yeah that's it simple so. as that yeah, yeah um, so yeah it's an interesting one we should manage Argentina ah sure stop but like they have they've got some bloody good players and but it, as you say yeah it's it's that side of things anyway to oh before the break we're gonna go with this song my head is jungle by Wankelmut. <laughs> Sound 96.4, big kickoff. How do? Nearly there. Nearly there. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have a little clip. I was out yesterday uh, coaching and I'd seen a lot of more on games, schoolboy games, and, and you see some parents. Uh, Morons. Some of them. Morons. And some who are absolutely exemplary yeah. and are applaud, encourage, Is and, it, and get it out. Who's winning at the minute? Is the Morons are good parents? I always think there's more good parents yeah. and I think that the morons obviously they get more they seem like there's more than there is but because they because they're loud simple yeah. as that yeah and what can happen but is has it, it got better because it's been always stereotypically renowned yeah. is it much the same over the years it can be yeah it can, yeah, it can be yeah. Yeah, it can be it can, it can be fairly poor now at times yeah and you're looking at some people going listen it's a game of football let them play the game of football encourage Anyhow. them and you know so anyway so this? Frank Martin uh, is an American coach and he's just really discussing take note everything. the moron side of parents <laughs> I know this I'm the most animated coach that you've probably ever seen when my team's playing I go watch my kids play. I don't say boo. I don't wave my arms. I don't try to coach my kids. With all due respect to most parents out there, I probably know more about basketball than most of them. Okay? But I sit in the stands and I don't say a word. There's two guys refereeing a fourth grade game on a Sunday morning. What could they possibly be making? 20 bucks a game? I used to do that. I used to make $12 for 10 and under, 15 for 15 and under, and 17 or 18 bucks for high school age kids. Okay? So on a Sunday morning, instead of being in church, those guys are out there trying to make a couple bucks to pay their bills, feed their families. Do you think they really care what fourth grade team wins? Do you really think that they, like, sat at home and said, I can't wait to officiate that game tomorrow? Because that one team, I can't wait to get that 10-year-old kid and embarrass them in front of people. Do you really think that's what they're doing? I don't try to tell my kid how they should play. You know what I told my two boys when they come ask me? Why are you asking me, man? I didn't run your practice. Go talk to your coach. But don't talk about your coach in front of me, man. Because if you are, then you're not playing basketball. You don't understand why you didn't play better? Go talk to your coach. I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. Somebody disrespects you, then I'm here. If you fail, good, deal with it. I'm going to help you get up. But don't come talk to me about coaching. I, I do this for a living, man. I'm not going to criticize the guy that's trying to help you. And then the other part. So that's the officials. Do you think those coaches coaching fourth grade kids are making any money? So there's someone that's giving of their personal time 
on a Sunday for free to help other people's children, yet we're going to have the adults in the stands yelling obscenities at the officials, criticizing every decision the coach makes, yelling at the kids like the kids, they're 10 years old, man. Like if there were LeBron James and Dwayne Wade playing in the NBA Finals, like, like they know how to handle their coach over here and their parent over here yelling at them. Then we wonder why kids get confused, man, why kids rebel, why kids don't know how to listen. How can you listen when you got so many voices in your head at the same time? You know what life teaches you? Shut things off. And that's, that's the part that's frustrating to me. It's, if, if someone so, wants to be so animated when there's a basketball game going on, then go coach the team. Go run practices. Show up every day at 6 o'clock at night and run an hour and a half practice. And then you got your team to coach. Or be an assistant coach. Sit on the bench. Yell all you want. I don't care if people on the bench yell at my kids. I got two boys. I, if they don't deal with my children, they won't be on, my children won't be on their team. My, my child acts up or doesn't do things the way that they're expected to do things by them, not me. And they let it happen. I'm taking my son off the team. I want my son to be challenged, my, both of my boys. I want them to grow up. I want them to understand what life's about. But that's the part that's sad, man. So, I think he talks perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. If you're the not- famous picture of Messi and Suarez yeah. sitting on their little, co- uh, on their little uh, fold-away chairs. Watching Practically the not even play. watching the game. Yeah. Because it's like, let them at it. And probably the first thing they asked their sons or whatever afterwards, do you enjoy yourself? Yeah. That's probably all they asked. And you see, you do, you do see parents who, I know I see a lot of this giving out about coaches, yeah. giving out about managers. Why did you do Ultimate this? reason, why, why are they do doing that, that though, right? Yeah. Deep down, ultimately, being, being around in, in the last few years for yourself, ultimately, why is the biggest reason they're doing that? Do you think? Be honest. Because the son's not playing? Or daughter? No, that's not always the way. Or they're just... Everyone's now an expert because they've Everyone had a kickstart kick one badge. Everyone's an expert because they're watching experts on the TV. Yeah. And they think they know, yeah, they know everything. What about. Yeah. And the problem is, is that there's no one way of playing football. I totally understand that. And we go to the Martin O'Neill thing. There's no one way of playing football. And so that's why everyone's going to have disagreements mm, about mm. it or opinions about it. But if exactly what he, uh, Frank Martin said there, if you want to be vocal or Get involved. Get involved. Yeah. Be part of a team. Be part of that unit. If not, you're And work on. and hard. If not, shut up. Don't, you're, don't, don't be there. Don't sit there and encourage your son or daughter. Sit there, encourage them, let them play. And when they're going home, tell them how well they played and did they enjoy it. And that's it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, get involved and do it. Yeah. We can't have... And it's, it, it's, it's in every aspect of life. If you want to criticize about anything get involved yeah don't sit back shoot you know bullets they won't let us take the job though they won't let us take the earned job they they might that's why we're on here they might just on the off chance that you might listen someday we love you martin but come on anyhow we will be back
you know what I don't care about? What's that? England. <laughs> quick, uh, no. Quickly discuss. Yeah, well, one nil away to Holland, so no doubt they're going to win the World Cup. And of course, John Bishop had an awful, awful sketch on Sport Relief, which is a fantastic cause and good luck to him, but it was, it was terrible. Boy, what was it? Oh, Spirit 66 and this, that, and the other. So they had Jamie Vardy dressed like Bobby Charlton and don't be celebrating with your fancy high five things and just shake hands. And then what was the other one? And they had an awful World Cup song with Mel C. And ah, they the were trying too hard to get a Smithy moment, and it was never going to happen. never going to happen. They beat uh, uh, Holland, England. England beat Holland the other night, wasn't that right? One yeah, they won one nil away, and apparently they didn't. They done well. They yeah, but Holland, Jesse Lingard, Holland, didn't Holland qualify. Had, they're not up to it. So, unfortunately for for England and Gareth Southgate, he was asked more questions about the trouble. There was plenty of trouble going on. I think over a hundred were arrested, and he's seen a few videos. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty, but I tell you one thing: they need to get out of their system now because I'd love to see them try it in Russia. They'll be in big trouble. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> if I was maybe that's fan, why they're going to these games because they're not, not going to the World Cup. If I was an England fan, I think percentage-wise, it's incredibly low the demand. Like yeah. they'll still sell out their allocations, but there's not. Say there's ten thousand tickets. Usually, a hundred thousand are applying for them. Apparently, it's much lower now because a lot of them are going. I'm not going. Yeah, for whatever reason. And I tell you, if the if the hooligans fancy their chances, Jesus, best of luck. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, didn't see the game because what's what happened? Like TV Three start showing a couple of the games, and now they haven't showed them since. Is there TV Three only play them if ITV are playing them, and if ITV aren't playing them, well, so obviously somebody was showing it though so because showing it, obviously it wasn't. ITV. Yeah, because like don't get me wrong, I don't want to sit there and watch the whole ninety minutes, but you always throw your eye in them just to watch for a few minutes, and then you go, yeah, they're still rubbish, and turn it off because England the last few years have really almost as bad as Ireland to watch lately. Yeah, no, they and, have. Uh, they're very again. Is it is it the managers they get in or is it the players? Knows, it's hard to you know, look at their squad though. It's pretty poor. Yeah. Like and and no, no disrespect to the teams they're playing with, but there's not very much in the top four or five teams that are in it or in imports. But Jamie Vardy came on the pitch for twenty two minutes and didn't get one touch of the ball. There you go. So what was that? And did play to his strengths, which is maybe play a bit deeper and pop pop it over the top because okay. otherwise, what's the point in playing him? Yeah. Don't try and turn him into it. And I'm, I think that's what happens with England. That's the problem. They try and fit people if into their system. Jamie Vardy's a top goal scorer. Right, he has to play, yeah, but he has to play yeah, my way. Yeah. No, no. You have to play his way, or else put in the players that will do your job that you want. Otherwise, you have to play to their it's strengths. The Daily Mirror, News of the World, or whoever says they have to play, they generally play. They always buckle under the pressure, don't yeah. they? And is Southgate going to be the same? You know what I mean? So listen. The World Cup is coming soon. There'll be plenty of debates and plenty of fun with that. And uh, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Next week, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, everyone. Enjoy yeah. our... In, well, we're obviously going to be here next week, but just uh, anything planned? No. Plan to go, I, I plan to go now. Are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> Roy, Roy's finished. He's had his day. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, are we doing anything later on? Uh, oh, yeah, we're on Ireland fan, or Ireland, Irish football fan TV. Have a look, have a listen, and see, see what you make of us. You probably can see the face behind the voice. <laughs> right, talk to you. Enjoy us. the day. Take care. Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I've got for you. Can be explained, but I can try for you. Yeah, baby, don't make me spell it out.